Well, hi, my name is Mark Touchell, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks, But Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. This is the audio version of my written blog, and the title of this piece is called My Eight-Year Reflection. Now, as of October 12th, 2013, I've been clean and sober for eight years. Now, not a single stumble, slip, or sip since the day I stopped drinking alcohol. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm special or or I have some magic powers. It just means that I've been living as a non-drinker. I got a question for you. Now, would we make the same big deal if someone said, hey, I haven't eaten a strawberry in eight years? You know, even if strawberries were detrimental to that person's well-being. I mean, strawberries are legal and actually they're one of the first items you see when you walk into any grocery store. Beer, wine, and liquor are also legal products. In fact, advertising for alcohol is more prominent in grocery stores and, you know, convenience stores than it is for strawberries. Now, I'll grant you that strawberries don't cause the same level of human damage that alcohol does, and I'm certainly not trying to minimize the strength that you have exhibited or, or take away from your own accomplishments. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm proud of myself for what I've been able to do, and you should be proud of yourself as well. But the attitude I've come to accept about alcohol is this. It's a legal product, and it's available all over the place. I just have to make the conscious choice to not put it into my own body, just as someone who's allergic to strawberries must make the choice to not put that tempting treat into their body. Now, I want to expand on this attitude a bit. You know, some people are fully capable of eating strawberries, donuts, ice cream, whatever, and they do it in moderation. And some people are fully capable of drinking within moderation, but not me and maybe not you either. So just because we can't control moderation, I mean, does that mean no one else should be able to enjoy strawberries, ice cream, donuts, or beer? So for me, it's just a matter of I'm allergic to booze, and that's how I think of it. Now, as far as my eight years as a non-drinker goes, I got to tell you, this has certainly been an interesting journey with many disappointments and some wonderfully unexpected surprises. You know, and during the eight years, there have been a few of those mental aha moments, you know, where, where some insight or realization hit me. But there were no magic moments when something physical inside of me changed. I mean, for instance, when I woke up the morning of my one-year anniversary, I wasn't suddenly healed all mentally and physically. You know, when I woke up the morning of my five-year anniversary, it was pretty much the same as the day before. And when I woke up the morning of my eight-year anniversary, well, I forgot it was the eight-year day, and I just kind of went about my life as normal. But I'd like to share some of the uh, mental aha moments I've had over the eight years. Now, I've discovered that it's best to not say, I don't drink, or, you know, something to that effect when I'm in social situations, you know, because it only creates awkward conversations. I just say, no thanks, I'm good, or I completely ignore the offer to join in or have a free drink or drink with somebody. And length of sobriety isn't a contest. I rarely mention how long I've been a non-drinker, unless the mention of such time frame is relevant to a conversation, a piece of writing, an interview, a post, or a speaking engagement. Whenever I'm asked in social settings, I just say, well, yeah, it's been a long time. 
Now, I found that sometimes other people like to chime in with, well, I've been sober for 12 years or, you know, whatever. I mean, yes, this builds our common bond, but it can also sound like a contest of who's been sober longer, who's more sober. I mean, this isn't a contest. Let's just be happy for one another, you know. I mean, for me, sometimes I think it's a bigger accomplishment for someone to have made it their first 30 days sober and without a drink than for someone who hasn't had a drink in 20 years. And then there's also the old saying, everything works out for the best. Well, I agree that something always does work out. I mean, it's called life as it is. Now, whether things work out for the best or not is questionable. But I'm living proof that when you look at your situation, think, and take action, you can make the best of how things worked out. Now, would my life be better today if all that I had originally hoped for happened? I don't know. Maybe it would have been wonderful. Maybe it would have been worse. I can't ruminate over it. I do know that I'm pretty pleased with where I am today, and I'm extremely happy about all the cool people I've gotten to know and all of the friends I've made. And another aha is that I've softened a bit over the years about AA. Now, yeah, I still feel the same way about the structure and the rules, but I don't go out of my way to debate the matter. Yes, I continue to voice my opinions in my books and occasionally in blog articles, but in conversations or when meeting AA followers or at public speaking engagements, I prefer to keep my opinions muted or at least pretty subdued. Now, I do find it interesting, uh, like when I receive emails or I'm approached by an ardent AA zealot, you know, uh, they feel compelled to tell me how wrong I am or how I'm destined to fail because I don't follow the program. I don't get it because I don't tell people that they'll fail or that they're weak because they follow the program. I mean, I don't try to persuade people away from AA. I'm also still a bit uncomfortable answering the question, so, uh, are you a friend of Bill W's? Really, who cares? Why do people need this secret code language or establish themselves as part of a secret exclusive group? Now remember that this only happens because I have signs promoting my website and and pictures of my book covers that are plastered all over my tour bus. I mean, this doesn't happen when I'm just hanging out, so I don't want you to think that I'm inferring that all AA followers are vocal zealots. However, the prejudice of you're destined to fail without the program only reinforces my strength to stay sober on my own and my decision to stay away from that organization. Now, on the other hand, I truly do believe that if you're serious about living life as a non-drinker, it's worth your time to investigate AA. Attend a few meetings and decide if the organization is right for you. Now, I also do have a few regrets. I regret that I didn't pay attention to the people I loved sooner and that I didn't pay attention to my own problems sooner. I regret that I didn't treat the people that I loved, well, at that time, better. I regret that I waited so long to become an active participant in my life after I had sobered up. Now, what I mean by that is that I expected sobriety in and of itself to make my life better. But all sobriety has done for me is kept me out of jail and allowed me to think with a clear mind. I've had to do the rest. I've had to take care of my own body physically. I've had to expand my knowledge and education. I've had to take calculated risks by rejoining the world and and risking failure at projects, rejection and disappointment. 
But once I stopped waiting for sobriety to solve my problems and took action on my own behalf and for my own well-being, that's when my life as a non-drinker really began to improve. Now, has it all been great, wonderful, and the best thing I've ever done? Well, I'd be lying to both of us if I said it has been. But in many ways, and at this point in my life, things are far better now than when I was living as a drunk. I mean, there are so many things I've done over the past five years that no drunk could ever do. I say five years because I kind of wasted my first three years of sobriety. And like some of us, I had many a drunken daydreams and made plenty of drunken proclamations of, I'm going to blah, 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 blah someday. Well, now I'm doing the things I say and said I would do, and it's only a result of my clear, sober mind. Now, I can't go back to what I thought I once was, and if I would try to go back, I believe that it would be different than I imagine. I, I can't foresee any good coming out of going back, so I will continue along as a non-drinker and attempt to make the best of whatever situations come my way. Yeah, so here I am, celebrating and reflecting on a long time as a non-drinker. You know, I hope you learn a little something from me and attempt to make the best out of your own life, regardless of how things work out. Okay, that's it for this podcast. Hey, thank you for spending some of your time with me. Remember that these are my own opinions, and you may disagree with me, and that's all fine. I'm just grateful that you spent some of your valuable time listening to this. If you enjoy this or you get something out of it, please tell your friends about my website. It's livingsobersucks.com. You can also follow my ridiculous bullshit on uh, Facebook. Just type in Living Sober Sucks and do a search on Facebook. If you want to friend me on Facebook, you can do that, too. My name's all over the damn place. And if you'd like to help me cover the costs of putting this site out for free, please make a donation to my website. Uh, you can do this securely through PayPal. There's a little link at the bottom of the blog article. All right. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me. My name is Mark Tuchel.